Welcome to Buying Florida with Didier. Whether you're looking to move, invest, start a business, or expand, Didier will share with you everything you need to know. Tune in, learn, and improve with Didier and DDA Mortgage. Now here's your host, Didier. Didier Buying Florida. I'm Didier with Didier Mortgage and I do the state of Florida. All loans, refis, or purchases in the state of Florida, unfortunately not outside the boundaries, but there to answer any questions for you. Today we're going to talk about, and we're in August of 2020, we're going to talk about, do I lock in my interest rate? And I'm going to, I'm kind of bringing it up again because we're seeing, again, rates have dropped down. I want to go back to April of this year when the stock market crashed 38%. The market froze. Nothing was available. You couldn't lock in a rate. You couldn't even get a rate. They weren't even giving you an interest rate. And that went on probably for a good solid two weeks. And then when those rates came out, they were very high. They were nowhere near what we were dealing with in March. But you know what? I closed all my loans in April and in May as COVID was going on. I never missed a beat. And you ask, well, how did you do it? Well, simple. I locked in every interest rate I had. And I thought it was imperative. I've always been a believer in locking in your interest rate. Now, when they started back up in April, May, and all of a sudden they're starting to price in loan, the government intervened and put liquidity back in the market. You know, you like some lenders, you had to float your rate until you got like a clear to close. And that was risky. I didn't like that at all. But it was in our favor where rates kept dropping. But I'd like to really talk to you about, you know, why we should lock in our rates. You don't know when you're going to have something like that happen again. There's a lot of things going on in the economy and a lot of things that we can't control. In fact, globally, you know, you have all these uh, you know tensions that are going on like India and over in China and things happening in Iran and, and it goes on and on and on. You have an election, you have things going on. You never know when the shoe's going to drop and you can get another plunge in the stock market. Now, I know that they're doing everything they can to keep everything up, but you never know what can happen. So with that being said, uh, you know, do I think the possibilities of another correction is going to happen anytime shortly? Probably not. But I also think that you don't know when it, the shoe drops and you don't want to be in a position when you're buying a home and you've battled hard to get into that home. You're no inventory. You're fighting to get that home among many buyers and few sellers and you're having to do every concession the seller wants. You get the home and all of a sudden you find out having another correction and the, you get locked out of the market. So I don't think that's a good idea. You know, the rates are so darn low. It's when I lock someone in, I call, call them up to send them the package. They go, I have this rate? I said, yeah. So, you know, I, I try to price it always where I don't make that much money, but I give them the best rate. So in case there's any kind of fluctuations in the rate. Now, what do I see happening? You know, I hear a lot of conversations where they talk about negative rates, you know, like, but you know what? You're in a finite period of time. You're doing a loan app, say, August 10th and you got a closing on you know September 20th you got like you got 40 days anything can happen and it doesn't rebound that quickly when something does happen so my recommendation is to lock it in people keep asking me should we float it and I'm an advocate of not 
lock it in. You got such an incredible rate, rates that I've never seen before in my 34 years. So you just pull the trigger. And I think that, you know, over time, if we were to go to negative rates and things were to drop, then you look at it at that time, see if it's worth it, you know, worth the cost of refinancing once again to unbelievable lows. So I, I think you're in great shape and I wouldn't go running off and, and, and worry about floating it. I, I just wouldn't take that chance. I've got a lady that just called me now and I'm on August 10th and she's not closing till November 30th. Well, you know, you start a file, it's good for 90 days and you got to update everything, new credit, new everything. And I just said, give me a shout in September. We'll get started then. I get another guy who's closing October 30th. I took over the weekend and you can't lock it in. It's just too far off. And you pay such a premium when you do lock it in. And that's the other thing I want to share with you. When you lock in a rate, obviously a 30-day pricing is the best pricing. Well, obviously, no, that, that's not correct. A 21-day is the best pricing. But I just can't do that because we have so many loans in the system. You know, they're estimating that $3 trillion in mortgages are going to be originated and closed in the year 2020. Those are numbers that we couldn't even fathom. And the volume's coming in. The lenders are maxed out. The processors are maxed out. And, uh, you know, I just prefer, I, I feel safe. I want to lock my loans in. Know that I've got you locked in for your 45 days and I don't want to gamble. You know, they got lenders that are going to float your rate for a little while. And once you get closer, you can lock it in. I just, you know, you know there's some people that can close their loans. Maybe they have, you know, four or five loans, six loans they're doing. And they can lock it in and close in the 21 days. But really, everybody has gunk. Everybody has something going on with your loan. You find out that, you know, maybe the seasoning deposits, you got something with the home inspection, an appraisal, there's a title issue. Uh, you have situations that you you have with your income. And, you know, it, it seems like in a perfect world, that would be great. But with the heavy volume that's coming in right now, that's unprecedented, you know, things do pop up. And, and, and like I got one, a guy has an open permit on, on his boat dock. Well, you can't close with an open permit. It's got to close. So you, you don't know what you're going to run into. My only fear factor is when you do a 21-day lock, it's absolutely incredible, like beyond. But is it going to meet it? And if you have to extend it, I guess that goes out the side door. I'd rather play safe, do the 45 days, make sure we're good, and do everything we can to get to there or sooner. You know, you find out your pricing is the best at 21, 30, 45, and then 60, you know, you get the, like uh, lesser credit, higher rates as you lock it in for the longer haul. And so that's what you find going on. So you need to know that. Uh, like the guy closing October 30th and I'm on the 10th, I've got 80 days, right? 60, 80 days. I, I'm price 80 day lock. You're not going to get his rate. So we'll wait till we get within 60 and then maybe pull the trigger and go that route. And, and that's what we have going on. So you really want to be careful about your rate locks and things of that nature. Uh, I had people that didn't lock in their rates uh, on these special programs that some of these lenders have. And then I got these people calling me saying, hey, listen, I'm supposed to get this. I got this good faith estimate. And oh my gosh, it's got an origination, no lender credit. I was told I was going to have a credit. So, you know, the market moved in. That's the problem. In that finite period of time, you don't know what could happen. You don't know what's going to happen in the market that's going to maybe make the rates jump up uh, for that period of time. You don't know. So I don't think it's worth the gamble. I think you just lock it up up front. If you're within the window, that makes sense. 30, 45 days, 
got to do a 60-day lock-it-in. So those are my thoughts to you, and I just wanted to share that with you because I'm getting calls all the time about floating, 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 and I'm just not an advocate of it. I don't think it's worth it. It's not worth the shot. And what happened was back in April, they said they had nothing but a, a parking lot full of loans. What does that mean? All these uh, lenders in the closing department had all these loans in the parking lot, meaning they weren't leaving the parking lot. They were there. They were stuck. They couldn't do anything with them. It wasn't the rate. wasn't anything. So those loans were sitting there not closing, and those people didn't get to close. And I, I just didn't miss a beat, as I said before. And it's about getting your loans in and out and closing them and, of course, accommodating, making sure the borrower, you know, either on a purchase or a refi, got the rate that we agreed upon. You know, I've had a couple leftovers where the rates are in the low threes. We go in the twos. You know, it's kind of a tough one. But again, I, I can't gamble it. So what I try to do is I try to make a compromise. I'll give them a better rate. It's obviously a less credit, but I'll see about waiving a fee or whatever I need to do to help out somewhat to give them some kind of feeling of that they did good, you know? But I just don't chance it, not going to. Uh, no one can monitor the volume that we have and, and check whether the rate's there or not. And there's no way a person can check out the rates every day and keep you up to date because of the volume coming in. And you have to remember too, on these short locks that these people are saying, hey, do, you know, you, you get these overlays from the lender that goes to the underwriter that goes to the processor. And if you're working with different lenders, it's different programs, different overlays. It's hard to keep up. It's an exhausting, uh, exhausting to say the least of what's happening. So I hope I've been helpful in explaining to you. As you can well see, you know, I'm an advocate of locking in and uh, going in that direction, playing it safe. You got the rate, you got the payment you want. You know, the only thing that you're going to have adjust the following year are the property taxes, whether it be better, worse, or the same. So that's all that you have to worry about. So those are the things that we have. Please, if you would, check out my website at www.ddamortgage.com. I do these videos, and of course, I always expand into my podcast if you need greater detail. The videos are like one to two minutes in and out. But I like to go into a little bit more details on the podcast that you have and that you can go to and refer to. So please visit my website, a lot of great information, and just look at the videos. Maybe you find something that uh, is of interest to you, and then you can correlate it with the podcast. Have a great week, everyone. Thank you for tuning in, and uh, I'm here to educate and keep everyone informed, and I've got some great stuff coming up. Next week's going to be on the disclosures that keep coming out that I get a phone call every day and how crazy they are and what you need to know. So tune in for next week. Until then, great day. We hope you enjoyed this episode of Buying Florida with your host, Didier. For more information and to apply for a loan, please visit ddamortgage.com. That's ddamortgage.com. Or click on the link in the show notes. If you enjoyed this episode, please be sure to like, share, and subscribe. Have a great day.